0: Talk 1110 wbt The Pete Callender Show. It continues. Hour number three underway, 704 and 1-800-WBT-1110. You can always email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. Hit me up on the Twitter machine, at Pete Callender, and that's K-A-L-I-N-E-R. Also, get the podcast super easy. Once you get it, I swear you'll never go back, and you'll get all of the show content Write to your smartphone or tablet, commercial-free, every single day. It's fantastic if I do say so myself. Did I mention it's free? It is free. So there you go. Um, All right, let me move on now to uh, uh, Madison Cawthorn. Um, (laughs) Congressman, Congressman, Congressman. I've said this this on Friday when we started on with this story, and... uh, I cannot reconcile what he has said and what Kevin McCarthy has said. And I don't know who to trust. I don't know which one is telling the truth to what extent or degree. I don't know. And by the way, for the media folks who are uh, asking the question that, you know, uh, I think I mentioned Travis Fain, the WRAL reporter who listed all of these, you know, terrible things that Cawthorn had said or done and, Why didn't anybody else say anything about it before now? Why is it just now? Well, now they've attacked or he's attacked them, Travis. Now Cawthorn has attacked Republicans. So when he was attacking other people, they don't care. Oh, I know. This is a shock to the political beat reporter, right? The one who never asks Democrats to defend or disavow any of their Democrat colleagues who say or do crazy stuff. No, no, no. Republicans don't care if Madison Cawthorne is, you know, or let me just say this, if any member of the house of representatives and they do represent us a little too well, I would say, but they do represent us. You look at the body at large, there are solid people. There are crazy people, right? There are comical people. There are people, all different walks of life and such. And I don't have to defend or disavow any one of them. Their voters sent them to Congress. Now, am I going to go hang out with them? Am I going to work on legislation with them? Am I going to, like, stand next to them at every press conference, tout their accomplishments, hook my wagon to their star? Am I going to do that with everyone? No. There are certain members of Congress that I, you know, I would not want to work with. There are others that maybe I could. I don't know. So Republicans are under no burden here to defend or disavow Cawthorn. That's up for voters, to decide and all that game is about is smearing other Republicans that's all that's about other people that have done nothing wrong except run in the same party as this other person who won on the other side of America right so Madison Cawthorn you'll recall went on to a podcast actually let's see here I'll pull up the, uh, the clip again I will play it here this is number two I heard a former president that we had in the
1: 90s was asked the question about this hand he gave an answer that I thought was so true
0: and he said he's asking is answering a question whether or not the TV show House of Cards on Netflix was true was that really what Washington DC is like and Cawthorn says he heard a former president say this and here's what he said the only thing that's not
1: accurate in that show is that you could never get a piece of legislation about uh, about education passed that quickly and everything else is good. Aside from that, I mean, the sexual perversion that goes on in Washington. I mean, it, being kind of a young guy in Washington with the average age of probably 60 or 70. And I look at all these people, a lot of them that I've you know, i looked up to through my life. I've always paid attention to politics, guys. that you know. It, then all of a sudden you get invited to, like, well, hey, we're going to have kind of a, a sexual get-together at one of our homes. You should come. And I'm like, what, what, what did you just ask me to come to? Yeah. And then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Or or the fact that you know there's some of the people that are leading on the movement to try and remove, you know, addiction in our country, and then you watch them do you know a key bump of cocaine right in front of you, and it's like wow, this is this
0: is wild. That's what he said on a podcast. He said it. Nobody else. Nobody put words in his mouth. Nobody's misconstruing anything he said. He clearly explained two instances that he has experienced. Right. That's what he said. That then prompted the. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy to call Cawthorn in after members of the Republican caucus said, whoa, who's this kid talking about? And he should be naming who he's talking about, because now you've got other voters that are asking these other Republicans because it's assumed Madison Cawthorn not hanging out with Democrats. So these are Republicans. These are people he looked up to, he said. So these are Republicans. So who are these Cocaine-addled, sex-orgy-scheduling Republican leaders. Who are they? So, Kevin McCarthy calls them into his office. They have a meeting. McCarthy then goes outside into the hallway, talks to the reporters, and says, Hey, yeah, we talked, and uh, he said he exaggerated. I told him he lost my trust. He's going to have to earn it back. There are some people who are mad uh, you know, words have consequences, that sort of thing. But but he said Cawthorne lied. Well, Congressman Cawthorne has put out a statement. He put this out on uh, Friday or Saturday night. I forget which. It was over the weekend. And it says, corruption and unethical activities exist in Washington. It's an indisputable fact. If you don't think that's true, you've not witnessed the swamp. Capital S. My comments on a recent podcast appearance calling out corruption have been used by the left and the media to disparage my Republican colleagues and falsely insinuate their involvement in illicit activities. No, that was that was you, Congressman. You did that like Joe Biden's stickers on the gas pump. You said that they didn't say that the left and the media aren't dis- Well, I mean, they are disparaging Republican colleagues, but you were the one that said these were people you looked up to and admired 67 year olds. That you're hanging out with, and they invite you to have some, unless you're saying that these elderly Democrats are crossing the aisle in order to make these propositions to you. He says, I've considered for several days how best to consider this controversy. The culture in Washington is corrupt, human nature is fallen, compromising activities occur. Because when other people can place you in compromising positions, they control you. It's all about power. But my colleagues and I are fighting that corruption. Western North Carolina, you send me to Washington to change the culture. If you want Washington to operate without accountability, send someone else. If you want someone who will throw the entire D.C. swamp into a meltdown because I call out corruption, send me back. Wait a minute. Where's the accountability here? Who's the person? Who are these people? If you're going to tout your you know your standards for accountability then I think you should tell us who it was that propositioned you or who they were that propositioned you and who's the who's the leader on the you know anti-addiction efforts who's doing key bumps of cocaine which I guess is coke that you snort off of a car key I assume which I don't know how that works nowadays with the modern cars News Talk 1110-99.3 WBT Congressman Madison Cawthorn issuing a statement over the weekend, and honestly, it it's it just makes it worse. Um, either McCarthy's lying or Cawthorn's lying at this point, right? That's this is the takeaway, and honestly, um, I'm I, I agree with Trey Gowdy on this. I watched a clip earlier, Trey Gowdy. Um, He said he needs to name these people. I said that, I think, on Friday. He needs to name these people. And Gowdy makes a a very good point that uh, voters back home in their districts need to know if you're sending people up to D.C. and they're pretending to be someone that they're not. Now, I get it, and I do. I understand. Uh, There's a piece I've got here in this stack of stuff. Ray Nothstein from uh, Carolina Journal. And he says it's not the first time somebody in their 20s exaggerates. This would not be the first time someone in their 20s exaggerates to impress people or make themselves look better. Maybe it's a way to take the attention off his own failed marriage, his own moral shortcomings, and other public or private sins. Maybe he's addicted to being in the news cycle, Cawthorn. Still, it's believable because the accusations are in part proven out continually throughout history. Katie Hill, Anthony Weiner, Dennis Hastert, Mark Foley, Tim Murphy, right? All of these names of, you know, members of Congress that were the subject of scandal. And then Nothstein says, I can remember going to Capitol Hill, seeing some of my heroes from C-SPAN sloshed by mid-morning as they roamed the corridors of power. Young women were warned to avoid certain members, some who are now in much more powerful positions today. And you don't have to be a fan of Cawthorn to know that power is corrupting and it can quickly debase us. And anybody pretending the vast majority in D.C. are merely putting their heads down and toiling for the common good is either ideological cheerleaders or not paying attention to the news. Um, It's just as likely he's telling us something we already know about D.C. and the human condition itself. And that is an important reminder, not only for our lives, but also who we elect. So, look, I get it. It does not. It would not surprise me. I have heard enough stories. I know enough stories that have been proven to be true that people get up into Washington, D.C. and morals go right out the door. I, I get it. I understand. That being said, you've now accused unnamed colleagues of yours of some of these things. They don't really appreciate that, especially if they're not the ones engaging in that kind of behavior. But if they are engaging in that kind of behavior, it could ruin their careers. And if you are actually interested in draining the swamp, why wouldn't you, you know, drain the swamp? What am I missing here? Who are you protecting? Because that's what it would be at this point. If you know the names of the people who are doing these things and inviting you to the parties and. Doing the bumps of coke and all of that, why wouldn't you tell everybody who they are if your intention is to drain the swamp? Unless, of course, there's a particular group of swamp creature that you need in order to drain the swamp. Is that the idea? It's like it's a fifth column of swamp creatures. What's the I'm I'm confused. Neither you both of these things cannot be true, right? You cannot have McCarthy up there saying that you exaggerated and lied and you saying that this is the left and the media that are trying to use your words to divide the GOP. You said the words. You said these things. He says they are terrified of Republicans taking back the House and seeing Leader McCarthy become Speaker McCarthy. They're, oh my gosh, really? (laughs) Their efforts to divide us will fail. They did not do this. You know me. I love a good media pile on. I am happy to jump on top of the dog pile if there is some leftist reporter doing bad journalism at the bottom of it. I am happy to throw my now less considerable weight onto that pile. I am happy to do it. This is not one of those instances. This is this is your own making. Nobody that podcast you went on to that was a that, that's a guy on the right that story that you told well that story came from the actress Robin Wright sorry actor I don't want to assign gender um that came from Robin Wright from the show House of cards that was her story he relayed it about the education bill the only it, it's all true except you could never get an education bill passed that quickly Ha 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 right that's a yeah that's a politician joke no doubt And then he just spins this other information about you're getting invited to orgies and you're watching people do cocaine. You need to tell you need to out them. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Or is this are we in the snitches get stitches camp? Is that where we are? Again, if he hadn't put the statement out and they just left it as it was and he says, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I think that's. It doesn't make it worse. Let's say it that way. It doesn't make it worse. This makes it worse because you're obviously trying to push this blame onto the left and the media want to use my words to divide the GOP. No, the GOP got divided when they heard what you said and then they stood up in the caucus meeting, which is only attended by Republicans, and they were like, this kid said stuff. We don't like it. He's smearing us now. So, yes, now we care. Before... He was just attacking the left in the media. We didn't care, but he's attacking us now. So, yes, now we have opinions about these things. He goes on, Cawthorne says, I will not back down to the mob, and I will not let them win. I will continue fighting for many years to come. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. I got an email here from Dennis to Pete at the com. He says, "Pete as an alumnus of USC Gamecocks, I'm quite proud of the women's basketball team for winning the national championship last night. I know WBT is an official UNC Tar Heel radio station, but I wanted to reach out to your show as I'm a daily listener." To see if you could join me in congratulating coach Dawn Staley and the women's team after all they're only 95 miles away and tonight go heels there you go congratulations yes to the USC uh gamecocks Dawn Staley wasn't she a basketball player for the Sting for the Charlotte Sting yeah i don't remember but if i know her name she was famous but then again she may have been famous because i thought because maybe she was playing for the That's what they were called, right? The Sting? The Charlotte Sting? I think that's right. Yeah. See? It's a steel trap, this mind. Because they had the women's basketball team. I worked for the Hornets for a season. Like, for the actual Hornets. And then I got traded in a deal with a player to be announced later. It was just... No, no. I was on the broadcast side. Anyway... I mentioned earlier Trey Gowdy had some comments about this on his uh, Sunday night program, and in fact, I have found them, and so I I will deliver them here to you and see what you think.
2: Congress made the news this week, but in a different kind of way. A member from North Carolina was asked to compare real Congress with the fictional Congress depicted in House of Cards, which is a TV series on Netflix. If you haven't watched House of Cards, don't bother. If you have, you already know what it's about. Immoral and amoral members abusing their offices, engaging in all manner of debauchery. In one episode, the majority leader actually murders a journalist. Whatever shortcomings you may perceive Kevin McCarthy or Steny Hoyer have, let me put your minds at ease. Neither has ever pushed a journalist or anyone else in front of a train. And that's what this member from North Carolina should have said. He should have said, like any other large group, there are all kinds of people, and the good ones don't make the news. He should have told the story of Congressman Phil Rowe from Tennessee. Most folks don't know Phil Rowe. He was a doctor. He served in the army. He ran for Congress later in life. I would see him at the Charlotte airport because he had to fly through Charlotte to get to Washington. And it was there at the airport in Charlotte that Phil Rowe saved a man's life quietly, humbly. He did the most important thing a person can do. He saved a life. That doesn't make the news. Netflix doesn't do TV series on the decent members of Congress, the ones who served and sacrificed for our country, lost limbs, lost eyesight, were POWs, built businesses, taught school, worked in health care, or the ministry. The good ones don't make the news. The bad ones get all the attention. This modern obsession with negativity does not need to be enhanced by exaggeration. This member of Congress from North Carolina went on to suggest he had observed his peers using cocaine and had been invited to parties unfit for discussion on a Sunday night television show. In less than one full term in Congress, this member claims he witnessed or was asked to participate in all manner of illegality and immorality. So my question for the Congressman is simply this who give us the names if you're being invited to cocaine parties by colleagues tell us who invited you who used illicit drugs in front of you who broke the very laws they passed and expect us to follow which of your colleagues thinks he or she is above the law who is doubling as a deviant by night while talking about family values by day so stop with the nuance Name the politicians or other officials who did drugs in front of you and invited you to sex parties. I was in D.C. for eight years. The people I associated with were nothing like what this congressman described. Tim Scott's idea of a wild time was ordering dessert. <laughs> John Radcliffe would run an extra mile. Jim Jordan would do extra push-ups. Kevin McCarthy, now, he did take us to see movies. And one time, He did order buttered popcorn, if that counts. Joey Kennedy's nickname was milk because it was the strongest thing he drank. Jason Chaffetz didn't need milk because he wouldn't even drink coffee. (laughs) And I hate to admit this, but Tulsi Gabbard did miss work because she was serving in the Army Reserves while she was also serving in Congress. The people I was around did none of what you described, ever. So if you're being invited to NC-17 parties and watching people do cocaine, then you're hanging around with the wrong people, but you should name them so their constituents know what they're doing on the people's time. And if, if, on the other hand, none of what you described really happened, you need to admit that too. Congress has enough problems without making things up. Congress isn't well-regarded, always low, In the opinion polls is a cheap applause line. It's an easy target. But even easy targets deserve fairness and the truth. So either tell us who you saw doing cocaine and who invited you to sexually explicit parties, or admit what we suspect, which is that you made it up, and then ask yourself where fairness and honesty fall on the list of qualities we should be looking for in members of Congress.
0: All right, so that was Trey Gowdy on his Fox News program last night. Chuck Edwards, one of the people running against Madison Cawthorn in the 11th District. Chuck Edwards is a state senator. He is out with an ad. Let's see if this thing will play for you. This is his brand new ad, and it's called Limelight. What do you think it's about? Here in the mountains, we
2: don't seek the limelight. We put our heads down and we get to work. I'm Chuck Edwards, and that's what I've done in Raleigh. Balancing budgets, cutting taxes, outlawing sanctuary cities, and protecting the Second Amendment. And it's what I'll do in Washington. If you want a celebrity, go watch the Kardashians. But if you want a proven conservative that will fight and win, then I'm your man. I'm Chuck Edwards, and I approve this message. There you go. Sorry. So that's that's the
0: TV ad chuck edwards has out now we'll probably see some of it in our media market as well although i would point out when he says that part about the sanctuary cities it's charlotte skyline <laughs> he uses so that's there uh well all right <laughs> hey you know that's fair game uh so basically calling uh, madison Cawthorn the kardashians i also saw a poll put out um poll results uh, in the republican field that show Cawthorn somewhere around 27 percent and uh, Michelle Woodhouse is, I think, at like eighteen percent. So Cawthorn still leads, but you got to clear thirty percent in the primary to avoid a runoff. And if he doesn't get out of a, uh, if, if he doesn't get out of the primary without a runoff, that might be well. It's exactly how he won his race initially. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Pete Callender here. And um, mark this moment. I'm actually going to get to all of the topics that I said I was going to get to at the beginning of the program. And just that really never happens. That I get to way more topics, but never the ones that I say I'm actually going to get to. Not all of them. Because I do way too much prep. I do. Uh, this is one of my. I, it's my cross to bear. See, and if I keep talking like this, I'm not even going to get to the topic. So just shut up, Pete, and do the topic. Okay. Charlotte Observer reporter Will Wright covering the story of the Black Political Caucus of Charlotte-Mecklenburg Saturday where they had a candidate forum. Speaking to members of the BPC of Charlotte-Mecklenburg, former mayor and current city council candidate Patrick Cannon apologized for crimes that led him to federal prison in 2014. Quote, I made a mistake, and I will tell you right here, right now, I'm never, ever going to make that mistake again. Period. Maybe some other mistakes. They could be worse. They could, be, they could not be worse. But never that one again. No, I'm kidding. He I added those last bits. But he says he's never, ever going to make that mistake again. Period. If I never knew it then, I know now what it's like to be away from my family, if I never knew then what it was like to be away from you, the people here in this city that I love, I know now. Yeah, okay. This is why I'm not buying what Canon is selling. Because if you were truly seeking contrition, I don't think you would use these types of distancing phrases as he repeatedly does. For example, in that that last passage, he says, if I never knew it then what do you mean if you never knew it? If you never knew what? That it was wrong to take bribes? Did you not know that? Well, first off, your conviction would probably indicate yeah, no, you weren't supposed to do that. Right? That would be the first signal, just saying. If I never knew it then. Well, you clearly want us to believe you did not know it then, right? Because otherwise, what are you apologizing for? Why are you seeking forgiveness? If you didn't know it, oh, I didn't know I'm, I'm not supposed to take all of this money in order to start a feminine hygiene product company. Oh, my, I'm sorry. Oh, that's, yeah. Well, somebody should put that in a rule book someplace. It has to be spelled out. But he says, if I didn't know it then, I know it now what it's like to be taken away from my family. So note, he's talking about what happened to him in the prison sentence where he had to go away, where he served two years in prison, which was half of his sentence, actually. He didn't even have to do the full term. But it's through this prism of, I don't want to get caught again because I don't want to go back to jail. Right? That's what he's saying. And then he throws in this last, this other line, but I never knew then what it was like to be away from you, the people here in the city. Oh, because he just loves the people in the city. I just love you so much. I got to serve in only this one way. Isn't that interesting? How is it that this is the only way he is capable of serving all of us? We have to vote for him to put him in a position of of power over the city finances development issues. And remember, the safeguard, he did promise this in his sit-down interviews with all of the media, he did promise that he would never be in a room alone with anybody else without some sort of a staffer present too to make sure he's not, you know, engaging in more bribery. That's his safeguard for us because he cares. See that? He's a problem solver. He sees a problem. Like, I got a problem here. No one believes that I won't be taking bribes again. So, how about this? How about we hire somebody else extra and we pay them out of taxpayer funds and we stick them with me and and then, uh, then they'll monitor uh, for any bribing activity. So I guess that's a 24-7 gig, right? Because you never know when a bribe might strike. You just don't ever know when just walking along and all of a sudden, boom, somebody offers you a bribe. Like in the old Soviet Union. Right. You'd be walking down the street. Somebody would drop an envelope at your feet and you go, oh, hey, you pick it up to hand it to them. And, ah, compromise. They got you. Right. They got some envelope stuffed with money and pictures and state secrets. And now they got you for uh, uh, for espionage. And you're holding it. So obviously you had possession of it. Literally, I was told this years ago because of my last name. Oh, I know. So folks may not be aware the the name my family name comes from. That's right, Russia. Have you seen Kalinin? Have you seen that city in any of the coverage? Yeah, I think it's related to that, like a distant sort of way. Like it wouldn't be too weird if, like, like you know, the cousins got together because it's far enough removed from Kalinur. I think anyway, it doesn't matter. Point is, that's where the lineage comes from uh, on that side of the one side of the family and. Uh, And so that's what they said. If you ever go visit the USSR at the time, this was the USSR. One of the pieces of advice that you would get would be if you're walking down the street and somebody drops an envelope in front of you, you do not pick it up. You keep walking and walk directly to a U.S. embassy. That's what you do. That was the anyway. it doesn't matter. Cannon's return to Charlotte politics comes eight years after he was convicted of accepting more than fifty thousand dollars in bribes while in office. First as a city council member, then as mayor. So he wants a he wants another gig as city councilman, an office that he held while taking bribes. Just for the record, Cannon's statement came during a Q and A, and it was a question about campaign contributions from developers, which most candidates said they had accepted, although they assured voters that the money would not buy their votes as council members. And congratulations, by the way, this is what his candidacy has made the race all about. Corruption and bribery. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like at some point, is it possible that Cannon had a jailhouse conversion and became a Republican? Because I'm not sure this is the kind of campaign Democrats wanted to be running (laughs) this cycle. Election day is May 17th. Early voting uh, absentee ballots, I should say, are already available for request. Brett Winterbo coming up next. Stick around. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.